Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Voice of the Hammer. I'm your host, Punta Kuth, and as always, I've got Danielle Widman beside me. I'm starting a new segment, and it's called Home Away From Home, where we talk to people who used to live in Hamilton who have now moved away, and we're going to get their perspective on life and culture outside of Hamilton and how it compares, all right? So, my first guest is going to be Chad Baker, who is an old school friend of mine, and he's in Sweden. So I'm going to see how life has changed for him ever since he's moved away. Okay. Uh, did okay. you did you graduate? What year did you graduate? Or 2004, I think. Okay, it was. so are you 86? Are you born 86? Are you my age? 85. Oh, okay, so 85. you're older than me. Okay, because I, I thought you were a year older than me. Um, so so you are now living in Sweden. Right. And uh, so, how long ago did you move to Sweden? I moved here in 2011. Really? March 28, 2011. Actually. Really? Yeah, so it's, and so, uh, you were working at IKEA in, I'm guessing, the one in Burlington, or at least that's what yeah, I Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and now you're still working. Are you still working for them? Yeah, I'm still, still working for IKEA, man. I really. For, I, I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So, so what, what made that change? Was it. Was it you getting like um, like why Sweden? Like obviously IKEA was from Sweden, but I mean you you worked in Burlington. What made you make that jump? Uh, to be honest, just chance, luck. Really, nothing more than that. Um, I wasn't looking to go to Sweden. I mean, even when I moved here, I still thought they were famous for cuckoo clocks and chocolate, <laughs> yeah. um, which which isn't the case. You know, they're right. they're famous for IKEA and meatballs. That's about it. Yeah, uh, and and the zipper. Believe it or not, uh, Bluetooth technology. There, there's quite a few inventions coming from really? uh, PewDiePie. If you're into uh, YouTube and streaming stuff like that, but no, um, I, I think you know I worked for IKEA for three years in, in Canada, and I had a lot of different jobs there. Um, yeah, and I, and I just happened to check our, our internal job posting, found a job in in, uh, in Sweden, applied for it. Six months later, I was packing my stuff in a container. Really, in Sweden. really. Yeah. So I've done a lot. Uh, jack of all trades, you could say. Um, today, I work for what's called IKEA Food. Yeah. Um, so it's the you know the meatballs and the plant balls, the restaurants, the cafes, uh, and I work as um, yeah, you could say a project manager, uh, more a strategist within the the leadership uh, domain. Yeah. So I have um, I have a wide area of responsibility, but uh, then it gets into. A lot of details, you know. Ikea is a really complex organization. It's huge, yeah, global it's company. Huge. Right. Uh, but but essentially, I I work on uh, defining what food should mean for Ikea. So, hmm. what does it mean when we have like a planning studio in the middle of Toronto or in uh, Stockholm? Uh, what do our customers expect? What should we provide our customers oh, wow. uh, in those stores? You know, is it meatballs? Okay. Is it uh, something else? Right. And you're a part of a team. I, I'm going to assume you're not. You don't have that all on your shoulders. No, uh, yeah, yes and no. Um, <laughs> at at the, the sake of sounding a bit uh, boosting my own horn or tooting my own horn, yeah. Um, but it is it is a, it is a lot of a one man show to be yeah. honest. Okay. Um, doing the work, and then of course I rely on on a huge uh, group of people for input and, and uh, things like that. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so <laughs> so you moved from Hamilton. How long were you, how long were you like, were you born in Hamilton too? I was born in Hamilton. 85, grew yeah. up in the East End, um, so I actually... You went, went to, you went to uh, Churchill, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, grade 9 in Churchill, and then my uh, my mom moved to... I uh, grew up with my mom, and she moved to the uh, to the North End. 
because that's where uh, she was working downtown. Oh, so okay. We, uh, she nice. bought a little place on, on Barton Street. Yeah. On, uh, Barton, Barton West, just to be clear. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, right, right, in the, right in the hood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then went to John A. after that, yeah. Yeah. So then when you, so after you graduated, when did you, when did you start working for Ikea? 2008. Okay. 2008. So not too yeah. long so after. I, I had, you know, a lot of fun jobs, actually. You know, a lot of crazy stories there. Um, I worked as a, uh, what the hell's the English word for it now? <laughs> the one thing of being away in Sweden, I've, I've lost a lot of English, to be well, honest. Well, can you uh, speak, are you, can you speak Swedish yeah, yeah, or yeah. Sweden, right? Are you fluent yeah, now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, fluent. Well, I would imagine 10 years, yeah. Yeah, but it took, it took a long time to learn language, actually. Really? Uh, it wasn't until I met my wife, and, yeah. and her mom wasn't uh, too great in English, and yeah. I wasn't good in Swedish. <laughs> you, you know, somehow, somehow yeah. we understood each other and we learned, so. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, no, but... Yes, but the uh, what the hell Jasper now? Now I forgot. Oh, just uh, yeah. So how you like? Um, so you you left John A. Uh, you started working. Left John A. That's right. Yeah. So then I worked as a security guard. That's what okay. Was. Yeah. I, I, like I think we've all done that. Days. I've done that too. <laughs> then I um, I ended up working for uh, for a company in Toronto uh, as a plain clothes investigator downtown Toronto, young and badass. Oh really? That was. That was a ride. Oh, uh, I think you've told me about that. And I will always yeah. remember the story that you told me. You said uh, you, you watched the video, and it, it, it kind of shook you up. Do you remember that video that you've seen of the surveillance? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe that when you when you told me. Yeah, that was some crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, boxing I, day shooting. That's what it was. What's that? The boxing. There was a big boxing day shooting uh, back in whatever, 06 or 07, something uh -huh. like that. Uh, and it was it was crazy. It was some guy let some shots off in downtown, and then there was swarms of people going everywhere. And right. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, no, crazy. the one the one I remember uh, involved a little kid. It was like a father and a little boy or a little little baby. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. No. So there was um. Yeah. That was a sad story. Wasn't yeah, it? it was exactly, yeah. and I, that's the one story that I remember. Now that you mentioned it, yeah, that was. Uh, I can't believe that. So how'd you get? How'd you land that job? In uh, in security? Yeah, yeah, doing that. Yeah, I was just uh, again. I, I think I was working for Group Four or whatever it was called at the okay, time. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then I applied. It was with Sears, so I was working for uh, for Sears. Just uh, just happened to find it and applied. And oh. Thought why not? Plain clothes. That's uh, crazy. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So what what made you get out of that? Because obviously after that you went to IKEA or. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, uh, I started studying at Mohawk. Um, for engineering technician. Yeah, yeah. God, you have a good memory, man. <laughs> no, uh, I, I had I had to do my little research, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I did. Uh, I did first year of non-destructive engineering or NDE. Okay. Uh, it was called, and honestly, I felt it was like a glorified uh, dishwashing job. Oh, really? Uh, it was looking for defects in metal using green dye and like. It just wasn't my thing, so I uh, I had a buddy that worked at IKEA at the time, right? Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, become uh, you know, just work part time, you know, earn some money. We need we need bodies." And I was driving a forklift. That's oh, how okay. I started. Oh, and, really? Uh, then I was like, "Yeah, you know what? This this course isn't for me at Mohawk." So I I, uh, I finished my semester. I think it was the second semester. Right. Finished it and said, "You know, I'll, I'll give it a break. F figure out what I want to do." And you know, I'm still on that break. So <laughs> you're still there. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Well, so you've been in Sweden for what? So you said about 10 years, right? You said 20... Yeah. 2011. 2011. So what was that like? Like literally, you said six months from what when you applied to for the um, for the new job, you yeah. were literally packing and going. So what, how yeah, did you so how did you make that decision? I mean, because it couldn't have been easy to tell everybody, okay, guys, I'm I'm, I'm up and going for a job in Sweden, yeah. which it was kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Um, so the way it worked, I applied for the job, and then you know you go through some interview stages, uh, and then they invited me to Sweden actually for a week. Uh, they called it a, a look and see trip. Okay. So they they did some massive interviews and, and uh, assessments. Um, and I got to look around and see a bit of Sweden. Nice. Uh, and I think it was when I was there, and I was kind of like, you know, this is uh, this is pretty cool. You know, I've never been outside of you know Canada yeah, or the right. destinations. Yeah. Uh, um, so I said, okay, <laughs> where do I sign up? <laughs> yeah, what do I do? Uh, and that was it. it. There wasn't really much thought into it, to be honest. I don't think I really understood what it meant. Uh, it was always going to be you know a temporary thing. Right. Uh, and I think. You know, I mentioned I grew up with my mom. My mom and I are super close. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think when when you talk, if you were to interview her and ask her what she thought about it, she she'd be pissed off because I said I'd be back in a couple of years. You know, <laughs> yeah. that was sort of the mentality that I had. Right, right. Um, and right. then you know, one thing led to another, and, and fell in love with Sweden, fell in love with Rebecca. And, right. Yeah. Now you got two kids. kids. Yeah, I got some kids. You got a house. Speaking of family, so I, I do want you to listen to something for one sec. Okay, hold on. Sure. Hey, Chad, I miss you, bro. Man, sure, it would be nice to see you and your beautiful children and your wife. Unfortunately, COVID's got us stuck, you in Sweden, me in Toronto. But hey, I love you, and uh, we'll talk soon. And uh, have a great podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. So that's, oh, that's your awesome. Yeah, that's your brother Tommy Gunn. So I reached out to him today. Yeah. To see if he wanted to uh mention anything. He sent me some pictures that said, Oh, show that to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's uh both so all my siblings are older, you know. Like yeah. my um all half siblings. You know, Tommy's my uh, my brother, my half brother through uh through my dad. Right. He's in his fifties. Uh, but I mean, all my siblings are over fifty, right? Yeah. They're all, they're all middle aged. He's uh, he's a cool guy. He's a yeah. cool guy. He's uh, he's married to a um, a woman. Her name is Amy. She's yeah. awesome. By the way, cheers. Oh yes. What are you drinking? Uh, Brew Dog Punk. Uh, it's a local thing, a local Swedish thing. I think it's English. I don't know. It's oh, okay. a IPA. Oh, is it? Uh, oh yeah. I'm just drinking Budweiser. <laughs> I miss Bud, to be honest. Do they not have it there? Yeah, you, I mean, you can get it. You know, they have the same setup as the uh, LCBO okay. beer store here. Yeah. Um, but they never sell anything cold. Uh, they don't advertise. It's just like, it's, it's closed on Sundays, by the way. No. It's only open at 5. What? That's uh, oh. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. What about bars and stuff like that? I mean, do you can you go, like, obviously not right now, but do they have, you know, Bottles and, and but is Budweiser consumed regular over there like it is here or no 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 I mean here you have your local I mean Carlsberg mm -hmm. I don't know if you recognize Carlsberg I do Danish yeah. beer yeah that, that's kind of like your your Coors Light or your Bud here um, Carlsberg is or Carlsberg Light I guess because they do have yeah but I mean Light. it's like your your sort of 
your local beer. Kind of oh, thing is it? Okay. Yeah, Where it's like, where like over here, it's fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, but anyway, so 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 Tommy, how do you hmm. pronounce the last name? Gaisley or Gasly? Graisley. Grace Gaisley. So Tommy, Grazley. yeah, Tommy Gunn. I actually, I yeah. So I listened to uh, some of his music, but uh, so I was I was jamming up this morning, kind of making some notes. Um, so I don't know, Tommy. If you're listening, what's up, buddy? If anybody wants to check him out, it's Tommy Grazley, right? Tommy Guns. Tommy Guns. Yeah. Well, don't. Well, I I tried looking up Tommy Guns on on YouTube, but actually I had to look it up. Uh, just Tommy his name. Grazley, yeah. 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 So I mean, my my dad and my brother both. Uh, I mean, they got their roots in Hamilton, right? Musicians. Right. My dad's been playing sax for sixty years. Right. Sonny Del Rio. And he's uh, they're both well connected in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my brother did a track together with my dad called "The Hounds of Hamilton," and that track has got to be probably one of the best. You know, it's Tom Wilson's on there. Oh, is he really? Couple of old timers, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right, I so grew gonna, up. I grew up with uh, Tom Wilson's daughter. Yeah. So I mean, I'd go there. Like, obviously, I didn't know anything about about the music uh, industry back in you know middle school. So he'd be in the house, whatever. I knew he was a musician. He'd get the long beard, the hair. I was like, oh, okay, cool, you know, whatever. And then growing up, it's like you finally hear some music and you start getting uh, learning a little bit, and it's uh, it's really cool. Actually, his uh, his ex wife now or wife no ex wife, Sandy Shaw. She's uh, ND, she's doing uh, she's an NDP. I don't know if you remember any Canadian. Uh, well, uh, NDP. Okay, the, the Orange Party. party. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So she's she's working with them. I actually want to get her on the podcast and talk about you know things that are going on because um, Horvath, Andrea Horvath, she was MVP. Right? Yes, exactly. She still yes. is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't yeah. believe you remember that name. <laughs> or do you yeah. see it from other people's feeds from uh, from Facebook? No, no. I remember. I vote for Andrea every year that I was in. Canada. Oh, did you really? FYI. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not that I push it political. No, I know, no, but that's okay. But uh, okay, so let's get back on track. You were talking about um, Tommy's wife. Yeah, Tommy's wife, Amy. She's a cool cat. She uh, inspirational speaker, motivationalist, um, very well connected. Really? Her brother, interesting story. Her brother is um, oh god, I forget, I forget his first name, but Goldberg is his last name. Okay. And he's uh, he's a Hollywood director and writer, and he's done like the Hangover movies and all kinds of stuff. So he's um, the perfect couple. You know, they feed off each other. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was going to be working on uh, doing some what do you call it scores, musical scores for for some of these movies that he's producing. Right. So uh, and I think he's worked on a couple albums now, and yeah, he's doing all right. That's I miss him. Cool. Yeah, well, you said it's, you haven't been back since what? Twenty eighteen, you said. Yeah, twenty eighteen was the last time I was there, and that was uh, only a week actually for work. Uh, so I managed to get a couple of days in with my mom, a couple of days with friends, but right, but mostly work. Yeah, and now with with uh, with everything kind of slowing down, uh, I mean, you said your mom visited just before. Yeah, she was here in December twenty nineteen. Yeah, so she left just before we uh, we got Corona. I mean, the thing with with Corona now is, if it, I can still come to Canada. Yeah. I'm a Canadian citizen. I can come anytime I want. Right. But the uh, the quarantine, it's 14 day mandatory quarantine plus three days in, in, a, in a whatever thousand buck a night hotel or whatever. Yeah, it is. exactly. Um, you know, so that's 14 days before I can see or do anything. Right. Uh, being away for the kids for two weeks and yes. then get to and start. And then the get to so do around. Yeah.
how is how was COVID over there? Like, how do how do people see it over there in, in where you are in Sweden? I mean, is it? Do you feel locked up? No. Store are stores no, closed I mean, or? No, I I feel like uh, the lockup is you know I feel locked up, but it's from my own choice. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm being forced to do it. There's no lockdown. Uh, things are business as usual uh, with you know restrictions and social distancing and right. you know restricted number of people can go into buildings. Uh, but there's no mandatory face masks. There's no lockdown. There's no, you know, daycare closures. No. I think schools uh, for for people that have kids in schools, I think they're affected by you know remote learning, okay. those kind of things. Right. Um, but I mean, we've, you know, aside from working from home day in and day out, um, honestly, it's it's you know, I'm scared. I'm scared of COVID, obviously, and you know, I'm you know, that there are uh, aspects of it that. Uh, that you see and you feel, but I think people in general are, it's a bit of a mix, you know, you see yeah. people wearing masks very, very seldomly, right. um, but it's still a hot topic, so it's a bit contradictory as well. No, it's, it's interesting to see from your point of view, because again, you're from Hamilton, and you know people from, obviously from Hamilton, but now you live in Sweden. I think, you know, Swedes, Swedes in general are socially distant creatures, oh, so really? I mean, okay. it's not... Uh, it wasn't a very big ask to ask Swedes <laughs> to stand a couple meters apart. You know, right. they did it gladly. Um, you know, social, social. What's the word I'm looking for? The, I don't whatever this. The socialness quality is a big difference between Canada and Sweden. Okay. And you know, that's what I get asked all the time when I talk to people. Like, what's the biggest difference between Canada and Sweden? Um, well, the culture, first of all. Right. Um, when I moved to Sweden back in 2011, I moved to a place called Helsingborg, and. Uh, I lived in a flat, like an apartment building, uh, and I, I think there's maybe six or seven other people in the building. So within the first couple of months of living there and got to know the neighbors, uh, you know, and by got to know, I mean just like wave and say hello. Uh, I wrote a note saying, you know, this Friday, free beer, free pizza, come up and say hi and get to know your, your new neighbor. Not a single person showed up. Really? And I was like, <laughs> "That's your Canadian side." <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell, man? Like free beer and pizza. Like, what's wrong with these people? Right. Um, and then you know, like I, I obviously started asking my colleagues at work on the Monday, like, "This is what happened." Nobody <laughs> came. Like, I, I think a couple of colleagues came, but that was it. Like, no neighbors came. Uh, and they were like, "Yeah, no, this is not. Uh, this is not, not the way they do it in Sweden." Really? When you have a party in an apartment building or we have close neighbors, you should write a note at least a week before and tell them like, I'm really sorry, I'm gonna be having a party. Everybody will be, you know, gone by, by twelve o'clock, the music will be down at ten o'clock and you know, if you have any issues, here's my number. And that is like the the, the epitome of what Sweden is. Like, really? They, unless you are in like a, I don't know, if, uh, a soccer or sports club or something or right. your kids get to know each other or you grew up with the people and you went to school together it like unless you have a reason to to get to know people mm -hmm. or unless you're like a teenager or like really young at the bar they it's don't do really that. difficult to make friends really yeah okay so they don't so like um i guess i want to say north america they don't just have house parties sort of no. thing really no. okay at least not that I've seen, you know, uh, I'm 30, 35 now, so maybe you, that's... You haven't been invited. Don't invite that red hair, red hair freckled guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's this Canadian ginger here? No. Yeah. But, you know, that, that being said, you know, once I've been here for a while, I, I understood, you know, like, there's ways through this that you need to, like, understand the culture, you need the to culture, understand, yeah. you know, right. 
you don't you don't like interact with your neighbor on that level. You you like wave and say hi. Uh, if you ever get the opportunity, there's like a TV series called Welcome to Sweden. You have to watch it. It's about this uh, American guy that moves into Sweden. It is a hundred percent accurate. Really, hundred percent. It's hilarious. What it's is hilarious. it? What is it on? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it was on TV here. Uh, I think you can find it on YouTube. Welcome to Sweden. Okay. Maybe it's. Uh, I'll try and find a link and send it to you. But well, we'll find. One yeah, of the, we'll one find of the skits it. they do. It's like this guy Bjorn or whatever. You know, he's he's moved in uh, into Stockholm in an apartment building, uh, and he's trying to like talk to this this old guy that's there and keeps saying hi and and the guy just like says hi and waves and keeps Rolls on walking. Away, yeah. Um, and so after a few times of like trying to say hi and and, and getting the point, like no, you, you don't don't say hi. No, it's, no, what it's is it called? called? Welcome, welcome to Sweden. Welcome no. to Sweden. Okay. Well, maybe maybe it's a YouTube. Yeah, okay. Welcome to Sweden. We'll look yeah, anyways, anyways. So, so this guy, like, he's, he's trying so hard to uh, to make friends. Uh, and it's waving to this old guy every time, like, like trying to get a conversation with him. Uh, he just keeps waving. And so one day he walks in, and, and he's in the elevator, and the guy's trying to say, like, I need help, I'm stuck in the elevator. So he just, like, he understands the point. I was like, okay, hi, hi, and he keeps walking. You know, oh. <laughs> I showed him, and that is so, it's so Sweden. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's on Prime. It's on Prime. So you don't even invite people, like if you were to have a party, you don't invite them. You just leave them a note saying, I'm having a party and all that kind of stuff. But that's not an invitation yeah. either though, right? That's not a... No. No, and like they have these common uh, laundry facilities in, in all the buildings. So if you live in like a, an apartment building... Right. Um in the basement, you always have this like common booking right. room where you could book your laundry. Uh, oh, you have to and, like, book. If somebody, you have to book it. You have, yeah, you have, to, you have to book it. That's oh. very important. So, and then you know, like when the sheet of paper goes up, if you're not first, all the Saturdays or Sundays are gone. Right? <laughs> of course. Person fix it. So if you leave it messy, like let's say you leave some detergent overflowed into the whatever the they softener know who bin it is. or whatever. No, no, no. They know who it is. Yes, but they will never ever talk to you about it. Like they'll never approach you about it. They will write a note and leave it on the door. Like, you who have left it dirty, how dare you clean it up next time? Like, they're wow. so passive-aggressive. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, they will never approach you directly. And that is that is very Swedish. Really? Very Swedish. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, of but, course, there's exceptions to everything, but the, the majority... The majority, that's that, what that they're going to do. They're going to leave... They're going to say, okay, uh, freaking yeah. Chad in, 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 you know, 2B was the last person we're gonna leave a note on his door like they'll leave a note on your door yeah say, no no, no. Like, they won't leave it on the door they'll leave it like on the booking so everybody sees it oh wow like, yeah, yeah you know or like wow. on the front entrance to so the you get building. so you get outed like you're like yeah, yeah no, 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 no 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 sorry they won't be like with my name they'll be like you who have done it even if they know who it is they won't say that it's you they'll oh, just like okay. anonymously leave a note to the anonymous person you know clean it up next time oh uh, but but now you like you said it's in like the front of the building, so you know it's you. You know and it's you, you, and now you know people know yeah. it's you. And so then you know the pro the appropriate response would be to write something back on another note and oh. leave it there, like, "Oh, I'm really sorry that I did it. I'll clean it up next time." You know, then the oh other person will write another note saying, "Like, okay, thanks." Oh. You know, like, <laughs> and <laughs> this so is and this is just Swedish stuff. This is not. This COVID is stuff. Normal. That's just normal. This is, this is normal. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so, too yeah, funny. Coming, coming back to the whole COVID thing, you know, asking them to take social distancing. <laughs> They're like, uh, it was not an issue. Right. It's like, all right, 
no problem. Things are so different, and it's nice to get that point of view, which, which you know, I'm, I'm glad I, I can, ha I do have somebody I can reach out to, and and talk about it. You know, I was talking to Rebecca, my wife, and uh, I was telling her about the podcast, and, and that you and I were talking, and she asked me, "Who's who is this guy, boy, that you're talking about?" Uh, it's like, is he Indian? No, I don't think he's Indian. <laughs> yeah, cause it, well, because I think I think a lot of Indian people have that name, boy. Right. Yeah, well, like that. Like that's what my parents call me. But yeah, a lot of Indian people are named boy. Yeah, I was telling her like she, she's like, who is this guy? Uh, so I said, explain. We went to Johnny, and then you know I realized something. Uh, also thinking about Hamilton and about you, you know, when I when I was in high school and uh, going to Johnny, let's say I wasn't the uh, most academic of students at the time. I partaked in other activities. Oh yeah. That I felt more interesting. <laughs> you know, um, and associated with people that were you know whatever. Just getting high all day, not giving a shit. Um, and then you know there was there's certain people that make a difference in high school. You know now I just maybe not so much about, about uh, Hamilton, but at least about you. And then it stuck out to me that you were probably one of the few people that I felt like were genuinely kind. Really? You know, and like genuinely making an effort to be kind. Mm -hmm. And that's a very very fucking rare quality. Well, that's so. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate yeah, I appreciate you saying that because I don't remember obviously I don't remember a lot of things, but you know I, I uh, you know you, growing up you don't really think about that like I you know what I mean I wasn't like oh I have to be I have to be nice to everybody no it was just you know it was just the way of life I guess but I mean you see it is who you are I think to an extent not that I'm gonna label you or say that you're still a nice guy but I mean that's who you are. Um, but it was something that stuck out when I was explaining to Rebecca, like yeah. kind of, I don't know, light bulb turned on. Right, or just kind of like, thinking well, back, yeah. Uh, there was a few, you know, Mary Crum, I remember as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you still talk to Mary. I, I've talked to her in, probably since high school. Right. But uh, she's another one that, you know, there's a few people uh, that, that, that stick sort of out stuck out. Yeah. yeah. So Rebecca didn't, uh, she didn't, she didn't find any interest in uh hanging out with <laughs> <laughs> She thought it was super cool, you know, and I was like, do you want to be on it with me? The first question, why? And I was like, why not? Like, we're just, we're just you know, talking. we're going to talk. Yeah. We're going to talk about Hamilton, talk about what it's like to move to Sweden. Uh, I just like, no, that, that sounds more like a you topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I can agree. I, I, would, I guess that's going to be, obviously, yeah, because she wouldn't be able to chime in during talks about Hamilton. But, no, but, I mean, it's really good. It's really good to catch up with you. It's really good to talk Thank about you. how your life and Hamilton and stuff like that, and uh, I was really glad your your brother Tommy got back to me because I wasn't sure. Um, you know, again, some random yeah, guy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, Tommy, if you're listening, I love you and I miss you too, buddy. What do you remember of of your times at at John A? Because, like you said, oh, sorry, you were saying you partake. You weren't academically um, inclined, <laughs> but you. You, you part so you were you out in the uh, the smoking area a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out in the smoking area, out in the what was it, Central Park, quite a bit. Um, I think it was there more than I was actually in class. Really? You know? Yeah, I, yeah, no, I was not. Uh, re, you know, Rehill. There's so first of all, Johnny teachers. Any of them listen today? You know, uh, Redman or Gupta. Yep. Um, uh, Jesus Christ, she's gonna kill me now. Um, Oh, there's so many. What does she teach? Yeah. What? Like uh, biology. Oh. Six uh, A. Okay. Cool six A. Yeah. Amazing, amazing teachers in John A. Yeah. You know, I gotta say that, and, and you know, amazing staff. 
Um, but what I remember, I think, is like the diversity. You know, I went to Hess Street as well. You know, and I think yeah, so did Hess I. And, uh, I think Hess and John A. You know, it had a bad rap. You know, people thought John A. It's like it's a shit school in downtown. And right. Honestly, I think it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. It was, it was moving down to that that hood. You know, and, and yeah, growing up with people in such an international diverse backgrounds you know like doing doing the dragon dance in history I remember that you know where you get the little red envelope with the yeah. lucky, lucky point you know that's hilarious but, uh, well yeah that's yeah. the thing too I mean like um, again also from coming from John A like it was diverse uh, but I never felt like I had to hang out with just the Asian people but don't get me wrong there were a lot of Asian people so most of my friends were Asian but uh, but yeah but like living in that that environment really was uh, it was I mean to me it was normal right because I went to um, Hess Street same thing right we had all the the immigrants that lived downtown John A's the same thing and that's why I feel like the downtown core was really I don't know I want to say vibrant but it was so diverse and it was, really, it was it was really good and you're right the teachers at John A I swear to like. I, anyways, had a great experience with, with, with the teachers. It didn't matter what, you know, some teachers didn't care if you didn't attend class or, you know, you if you weren't focused, okay, whatever, move on. I got to work on some other kids, right? Yeah. I think that, you know, when I went to, uh, if I compare that, so I lived in the West or the East End, I grew up in the East End, uh, Kimberly Drive, bottom of the uh, Kennewick traffic circle there. Okay. And um, my mom was working in downtown so I started by going to another elementary school in the East End and my mom said you know it's it's closer to work and closer to after school care so she put me in history uh, and I remember you know a, a huge difference between what was it Heston I think the, the one in the East End Viscount maybe it was called Benetto um, no no not Benetto I think it was Viscount Viscount Montgomery okay that was the name of it okay. but anyways I remember the teachers you know comparing the teachers like night and day Really, uh, a huge difference, and of course you don't realize it as a teenager. You don't really, or at least I didn't, you know, no. really put much thought into you know the teaching qualities or the you know whatever the, the quality of teaching. But looking back on it, the difference was that the teachers at Hess and John A actually gave a shit. Yeah, you know, they, and I think that 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 was the difference. You know, and like you said, whether you came to class or not didn't really matter you'd still sort of be welcomed back and like trying to help you get back on track in, in my case at least yeah, yeah. Uh, you know yeah exactly uh, if, if you're willing to put the time yeah okay they'll spend the time but if you're not you know hey it, it, it's going to prepare you for for the next step yeah you know like yeah, i remember yeah. so going to um uh what is it because i did a lot of sports in, in john a um we would play our rival school westdale and we would go to play basketball there or whatever. Yeah, so we were in their gymnasium playing basketball. And you would look around the gym and you know those little triangular banner things? Yeah, Westdale's, like, there's, like, looped around the, the gym, like, three, four times. And I would get back to our school and go, oh, we've got, like, ten banners. <laughs> that, that was it. But do you remember there was a, it was, like, the Westdale fight. I remember we went to, it was like, oh, no. I don't know, got to be a hundred people from John A that went to Westdale <laughs> just to, to antagonize them, right? Like, nothing but cause shit. And I remember there's like, I, I swear to God, at least a hundred of us. Really? And so, uh, we were standing, 
now it's been a while since I've been in Hamilton, but right. there's a bridge, um, used to be, it was on Kelsey's, a restaurant there, right? Yep. There was a bridge yeah, yeah, come yeah, up yeah. by Fortino's. Okay, yep, that. exactly, yep. So there was maybe, I don't know, 100 of us from John A., and 300 or 400 from Westdale running after us. Like, no. It was the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life. Wait, Westdale, no Westdale kids were chasing us? Yeah. Really? We we went there to do something. Oh. Cause <laughs> shit. And I, I'm pretty sure it was sports related. I mean, what else would it be? Yeah. And then we, you know, there you was more were... of them. So we ran away. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. All the God. way down. I mean, they were chasing us to Fortino's. Wow. I never ran faster in my life. Really? And <laughs> what did you guys end up doing? Or what? Not you, but let's let you know. <laughs> Hypothetically, no. I, to be honest, I don't. I honestly don't remember. You don't remember um, what? You just remember no, I, running away. Cause cause, shit, you know, yelling something at somebody. That's crazy. Off, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, um, it's weird because you, you know they're the rival school. Why? I have no idea. Like nobody ever. They're just the clo other closest high school. Um, yeah. I, th I think Delta, no, Delta closed down, and the, all the Delta kids came to John A. But, John A, yeah. Yeah, and then that made things a lot worse, too, almost. Because, <laughs> yeah. again, but Those like... Were the that's rebels. A, what's that? They were the rebels. Yeah, so it's weird that Delta kids were rebels, and John A were like, why are you guys doing that? <laughs> but I, but again, going back to uh, the sport thing, so we only had like 10 banners in our gym, but, you know, walking through the halls of John A, I think if you go on to the second floor, which I think was like the the math and, and, and no, sorry, second floor was the blue, blue, which was uh, science, third floor was math, which was yellow. We had plaques for, you know, uh, science competitions, math competitions, stuff like that. Like, I think a lot of kids that, you know, come to come to Canada or at least to Hamilton, their families don't have that, you know, luxury of, oh, join football, join the sports and, and do all these things. No, they have to make a better life for themselves in the way that you, you got to focus on your education, you know, math, science, all that kind of stuff where, you know, like other schools, no, you know what? Focus on sports yeah, yeah. and athletics. You, you, may, you made me think of something because, you know, Hamilton is a, it is a special place. It's unique and it's, you know, uh, intriguing. It's a shithole, um, you know, but it's beautiful all at the same time. And I think, you know, working, working with Ikea, I've traveled all over the world. One of the things, because it was with the whole, like, multicultural and sort of family values thing, I think... I've seen a lot of different cultures. There's there there's something about Canadians and you know there's a sense of, of, of pride. You know you see I've been to you know Asian countries right. and you see it's very family oriented. You, you know you go to India for example it's the yeah. same thing very family oriented. Um, and you see a lot of that connecting in John A as you're saying like with with the immigrant families coming in it is a different way of life, and I think a lot of Canadians, a lot of my friends, a lot of people I know, they they haven't had the luxury or the privilege to to be as world traveled or you know as as far traveled maybe. Right. They don't see that, so right. become a bit naive in, in 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 a way. And I think having traveled as much as I have, it's it's really opened my eyes to see, and it, it sort of all comes back and, and makes sense. That's my point. Right. Like, right. You start to understand how impactful Hamilton has been. 
you know, as as a place where immigrants have gathered yeah. for however long they've been there, and all of the multicultural and diversity that Hess and John A. had, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's, it's it's an awesome thing to, to look back on. Yeah, well, I, I think the reason why uh, we had so many immigrants, um, I like, I, I remember growing up hearing, oh, Hamilton is the armpit of Canada or whatever, armpit of Ontario, as if, like, it was supposed to be a negative thing. But when, you know, as you grow up and you start realizing um, the the diversity of this city is actually what kind of makes it great, we've made Hamilton home. And as much as we might gripe about Hamilton, about it being, you know, a shitty place, but a lot of places are, right? Um, yeah. Sort of. I've seen so- here. Oh, have you? Well, again, so I, I don't know from that perspective, but, you know, um, uh, as much as we gripe on the city, you know, we still love it and we still we still call it home. Like, you still call Hamilton home. Yes, I yeah. do. Yeah. It's my home. It's my home away from home. You know, and that was uh, maybe like two years ago when I realized that, you know, Sweden, Sweden was my new home. Yeah. You know, and, and I wasn't I wasn't going to move back to Canada because we talked about it. You know, and um, so two two things. One, your podcast is like a way for me to connect back to Hamilton that I don't, I haven't gotten before. So right. It was like super, super awesome to, to listen to. So, right. so keep it up. Um, but you're right. I mean, Hamilton is always going to have like this special place in my heart. You know, it's where I grew up. It's where right. a lot of my friends are, uh, my, my family. Um but there's not a lot connecting me to, to Hamilton anymore. I kind of realized that a couple of years ago and, and sort of decided that we were going to stay in, in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love it here. Uh, I love it in Hamilton, but, you know, my roots are here now. And that was, yeah, that was weird feeling. That was a weird feeling. Um, I, I, I don't know yeah. how else to describe it. The Swedes, they can drink. You know, these yeah. guys, uh, Viking blood in them, I don't know, but they, they, they had these crazy... <laughs> parties like it's um midsummer for example it's like uh, in june right and it's like where you celebrate the you know the peak of the summer the daylight right, right. Uh, and they literally they set up this big frolic pole it looks like it balls in a, in a, right. in a deck yeah um, <laughs> it's called a midsummer pole and they dance around it like frogs like they, they, leap, frogs. they leap around yeah yeah they, they hop around it um, and the song is like um, uh, <laughs> small frog, small. F- I need to translate it. Small oh, right, frog, right. small frog. Uh, they're funny to see. They don't have eyes. No, they don't have ears, and they don't have tails. It's like, and, and they just hop around they, singing they hop it. Around. Google it. Sweden in midsummer. I'm telling you. So <laughs> what is what is it what is it called Swedish? Swedish Midsummer. Midsummer, and why do Midsummer. they do that? Then, do you know? Like now that you know the culture, is there a reason? I mean, they... the the whole thing is based around celebrate. I mean, the Midsummer celebration is about celebrating the light, right? So it's all about um, extra you know, light. It, it, yeah, exactly. Like now, you, when we talked, it was like like now it's now it's still still a little bit, dark. yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's dark, but it's not. You know, it's a bit light. Um, but in the winter time, uh, it's dark. Yeah. all the time so you get the opposite effect right? in the summer oh. it's light all the time in the winter it's only a couple hours of sunlight uh, depending on where you are in, in, in Sweden of course it's a super long okay. country um, so you, you know far up north you get the reindeers and the snow and the northern lights and 
there you get like 24 hours darkness for dark months really um, how so see i don't even know how like i i couldn't even point out sweden if if you threw me a map but between norway and finland no see that under doesn't... russia and above denmark above denmark we're next to russia and the northern part of Sweden borders Finland, which borders Russia. The northern part of Russia. Yeah, no, hold on, now I gotta even look at the map. Um, <laughs> Holy moly! I don't think Sweden borders. No, it doesn't border Russia. Okay, but it's so, Finland borders Russia, and Sweden borders Finland. If that makes oh. sense. Oh, well, I would have to yeah. see it. Well, again, I'm not. My geography sucks, but I actually wanted to see where Sweden. Like, I've never. I'm sure I've looked it up at one point, but can send you the uh that's crazy no but that's crazy that uh that you guys like you guys have that much that much light during that's why it was it was so confusing yeah. when you said it's 10 o'clock and and literally looked like daylight out still yeah and i mean so so this whole midsummer thing is about celebrating the light in the winter time they celebrate the the coming of light so now it's starting to get light again so right. they celebrate that uh, so it's a lot to do with you know the the, the weather and right. Uh, That's pretty cool. All right, Chad, I'm gonna let you go, buddy. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thanks for Pleasure. listening, man. I, I'm really I really appreciate you you reaching out to me. Um, but uh, we're gonna definitely I definitely want to do this again. So this won't be the last time. We got lots of people to. Uh, <laughs> we'll have a lot of people to talk to, and I'm sure a lot of people. I'm, I I think we have. We, well, obviously, we have a lot of mutual friends, so I yeah. can't wait for for this to come up and for them to say, "Yeah, Chad, I remember. Yeah, fucking, where the hell yeah. has this guy been?" So I'm really glad. I'm so we, curious, like how we should have like a John A. reunion. That would podcast. be that like, would be really jumps cool. On a Zoom. Yeah, because again, this is all new, and I have no idea how this all works and stuff. Yeah. But you know, so it's nice to have just a one on one. But as far as the Zoom goes, I think maybe we can do, yeah, a bunch of stuff. I mean, I don't know. It'll be yeah. fun to try out. You can record out. the sessions. So it's, it makes it easy for you. For, you can record the audio and the video and everything. So you can get it uh, super easy from your... Well, I have no idea how to do the, the video. Like the audio, like I said, I got my microphone going, but that's about it. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. been really cool. No, listen, it's been really cool talking to you. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening. And you know what? It's it's guys like you that uh, uh, that I do it right like you know because who else wants to hear about Hamilton I mean I don't I don't th- <laughs> I don't think surprised. Rest- <laughs> surprised. Well, maybe because you know what it's funny because I was going through my my status and it, or my uh, the app that I I posted on and it had uh, what is it less than one percent listeners like it tells me where people are listening from and you are the less than one percent from sweden like i think that's <laughs> so i got another friend i got another friend in england who's a musician so you know what i mean so i want to get her on the podcast as well but you know i'll get uh, I'll, I'll get rebecca to listen to this one uh get her hooked yeah and then you'll have maybe you know still less than one percent well yeah exactly yeah just slightly yeah um, in any case, it was cool to shoot the shit with you. Yeah, it really was, and that's yeah. yeah, that's the best part. Like, it didn't really, you know what I mean? It's not a podcast; it's just catching up. So it's been really fun catching up with you. And uh, no, we'll we'll keep in touch, buddy. Yeah, sounds good. All right. All right. Take Thanks care. Thanks for man. joining us. All right, man. See you later. Bye. See ya. Bye. All right, guys. That again. That was my friend Chad Baker, all the way from Sweden, uh, letting us know how his life is 
changed since he left Hamilton. If you guys have any questions or comments, you can always email me at voicethehammer at gmail.com. If there's anyone you guys want to hear from, message me there. You can find me on Instagram, Voice of the Hammer. You can find me on Facebook. Just look up Voice of the Hammer and you'll find our beautiful logo made by Daniel Whitman, obviously. Um, thank you guys for joining me on this brand new episode. I am looking forward to talking to anyone else who's ever lived in Hamilton and moved away and still consider Hamilton their home away from home. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye. Bye.